Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Welcome, everybody. Today, it is our very first podcast. Guys, look, so many things happened in 2020 that, sincerely, it was mind-blowing. There were bushfires, floods, the formal withdrawal of Brexit, massive protests, the American elections, and a pandemic. Guys, Lou, if someone told you in 2019 that the world will go through 2020 as it did would you have believed them definitely not i mean who would right i mean we sometimes see these things happening in film and literature but who would have guessed i mean i can i think i can speak for a lot of people when i say that this was we did not see this coming at all Right? No, no, definitely no. not. So, and you know what is very bizarre is that there is a there is this um, this series or is it movie? I I, I haven't watched it, so it's like, uh, but it is pandemic. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard about? No, it? I haven't watched that. No. Then we get to see that you know on the flat screen, and then suddenly we are living it. Yeah, yeah, it does look like a horror film or something. Maybe a little science fiction. It's pretty crazy. You're right. I mean, the numbers that we've seen, like 2020, you were saying how how crazy of a year that was. This is we're talking 90.4 million COVID cases globally. Oh. We're talking 1.94 million deaths. Oh. Um, and there's, you know, it was it was pretty it was pretty rough for a lot of people. I mean, you sit next to some you next you sit next to like Biden was saying um, at the table and you're sitting with an empty chair so that's pretty rough so you know yeah it is for me I think it was um you know there were some scenes like um grandmothers getting a hug from their grandchildren through some sort of plastic stuff Mm -hmm. and then they could only hug like that oh it was just so sad it was sad it was a sad year I think yeah yeah it's really crazy um yeah I, I definitely would not have guessed it, any of this happening at all. I don't think anybody would. But there's been an upside to all of this. I mean, there was a drastic pull of handbrakes. And what's happened is we've spent more time at home with families, either good or bad. <laughs> I know some divorces have come out of that. <laughs> but some good things have happened. I mean, families are closer together. They've spent more time, you know, uh, uh, just enjoying each other's presences and you know they've learned to take things um not take them for granted there's lots of new ideas lots of new businesses happening i mean the good does bring does come with some bad so what happens is we're pretty resilient i guess that's the deal that's what happened we figure out how resilient we can be when facing a crisis so i think that was definitely a plus that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That that is true. We we generally focus on the negative and then we forget to see that, you know, in every crisis, human beings, we we tend to progress a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. somehow. We yeah. we reinvent ourselves somehow. Yeah. yeah. Agree with that. And now I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so what would you say are the most remarkable or maybe shocking effects of this whole pandemic? How, you know, on you? 
personally, it did not affect that much because I am a housewife, okay? So I stay at home a lot. Can you imagine that for people who work, you know, had to leave every day for work and school, you know, oh, yeah. and for the young, okay, for the youth, yeah. I think that was pretty hard. You oh, know, yeah. I have a 21-year-old son and for him it was really hard that they could not go to movies anymore, you know, oh, or yeah. festivals that they love to go, you know. So somehow we were talking about this the other day and somehow they thought that their youth was mm -hmm. kind of being stolen from them, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, well, some people, yeah, some people might think that is exaggerated, but imagine us when we were young, you know, and we yeah. were free. We, we yeah. were never locked down in a pandemic. Definitely so I do understand that. Yeah. yeah. So I do understand their side. But for me personally, since I stay at home a lot, mm -hmm. it wasn't, that's shocking for me. But around November is when things kind of got rough because mm -hmm. I think listening to all the news and what was happening, you know, and people being arrested. Yeah. You know, that that really shocked me, you know, people being arrested for not wearing a mask. And and yeah. maybe I could try to understand the, you know, the thinking behind it. Yeah. You know, but the scene itself is shocking. You know, it's the scene of that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I remember maybe seeing on television a couple of cases like that, similar, you know, where there was a woman walking on the beach and mm -hmm. she was stopped by a couple of police officers because she wasn't wearing a mask and she refused to wear a mask. And that turned into a little bit of a problem. Maybe mm -hmm. she was taken to the station or something. I mean, how bizarre is that, right? Yeah. No, because she wasn't those, wearing a mask. Yeah. For those who think that the police is right and the government is right in arresting someone for that, as I said, maybe I can see the rationale be behind it, but it yeah. is the scene itself because we are comparing that to a time when we were really free to walk yeah, on the streets. Yeah, yeah but, we're, I mean to yeah, but we're talking about, you know, a, a global pandemic. We're talking yeah. about a health situation where, you know, a virus is anywhere and it can, and the thing is not just you getting it or not, because that would be your own individual responsibility. But mm -hmm. when you're getting it and then, you know, maybe not have any of the effects, but you can transmit it to someone else. That's where it becomes a public health issue. So I can understand the reason why, you know, they are they are asking people being to tough. Yeah, mm -hmm. I understand that totally. I just, you know, I don't like the, you know, to having to arrest someone because yeah. they didn't do it. Yeah, I can. So I can totally see your point question for you, Lou. I think mm -hmm. that um, politically, okay, so shifting mm -hmm. a little bit to <laughs> that <Ooh>. area, <laughs> I think that politically, it has been a very divisive time. Okay, yeah. so people blocking each other on social media, family and friends distancing themselves from each other, yeah. and a lot of harsh labeling going around. If people did not agree with a certain political view, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what is your point of view on this? Okay, have you experienced any unkindness um, in this area? Not personally. It's a good question, but I have not, thankfully. Um, I've witnessed it. I mean, of course, in my home, there are people with separate, you know, with different political points of view. So that can be a little bit rough. But I prefer not to... Men, I prefer not to say or maybe verbalize my opinions in some situations because I just like to stay out of harm's way. 
So I see what's going on both in Brazil. There's conflict and tension, you know, just as in the U.S. I mean, this is, of course, not regarding anything that's been happening recently in the capital and all. But I'm just saying even before that, there was lots of tension, like you said. But I, I like to go the peaceful way. <laughs> so if I see that someone has a different opinion from mine, what I usually do, I try to listen, first of all. I think there's a lot of people who need to relearn that. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think a lot of people are willing to um, genuinely listen, not listen, you know, and prepare to attack. It's not that. So listen to try to understand. That hasn't happened much. And as a teacher, you know, you're trained to do this. You have to listen to your students. So I just apply that to my, you know, the entire world. And and people, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. And so maybe that's where tensions grow, right? Yeah, true. And, and social media, social media, even, you know, I love social media. I'm not knocking it. I have, you know, I have... I have Instagram, I have all that, but it can be partly responsible for spreading it, you know, yeah. not causing it, because I think each of us is is pretty much, you know, we're responsible. I think we are totally apt. We can definitely make our own decisions without social media. But then if someone puts a nasty thing on social media and it spreads, who knows who's listening? Who knows who's reading that, Right. And that's, that's just like putting, you know, a match to the flame. So, yeah, it, you know, for me, it's complicated yeah. because, you know, I'm a huge advocate for free speech. I really yeah. love that. But and this is the thing that I really get caught in that mm -hmm. subject. Because mm -hmm. it is like, do people have the right to have free speech? And what is free speech? Because yep. it is sometimes it seems really subjective because some people think that, you know, well, you, you have free speech as long as you do yeah. not say this, this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I question, is that free speech or is it irresponsible to let people say this, that and that? You know, mm -hmm. it, it, mm -hmm. do we really need that control and for the society that would be better to have the yeah. control, you know, on what people yeah. are saying? So that is one point that I really get myself, you know, questioning. Am I a hypocrite? Because I say, you know, yeah, I like free speech, but yes, that person should not have said this this or that you know what i mean yeah, or totally. should that person totally have the freedom to say and as you said instigate you know a nutter <laughs> somewhere to do some nutty things yeah. so it's it's really complicated this part yeah. for me yeah yeah you're right i mean yeah i i see free speech okay i'm looking up the work here and it just mentions you know you can articulate your opinions but without fear of retaliation censorship or legal sanction so basically you know it, it's it's just as long as what you say the way i understand it is not um limiting someone else's rights to do something else You know, it's not like you, whatever you wish or whatever you think or whatever you want to do is held superior to someone else's, you know. So if you have an opinion, that's great, but that doesn't mean it's superior to someone else. So this this might be, you know, dangerous territory in terms of, of um, saying whatever you want. But yeah, it's complicated. It's definitely complicated. Yeah, I, can't, I don't want to get in too much into that because I am not an expert at this. Um, so. Do you think? 
do you think unity is possible? Because, you know, we, we have been so divided, you yeah, know, not yeah. only nations divided, you know, politically, yeah. you know, and it's not only USA, actually, you know, because some people think that that is happening only in one country. No, but as I see it, it is in a lot of countries around mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. We are really divided. Okay. Yeah. I understand the call for unity, but as things were as bad as they were for the mm -hmm. last couple of years, mm -hmm. do you think that um, uh, unity is really you know, like concrete possible, or is that a utopia? Well, today, I don't know. That's that's a tough question, too. But I would say this is just my personal point of view. Um, I don't think it's possible today because I mean, it's always possible. But I don't know if, you know, if if or when that is going to happen anytime soon. Because like I mentioned before, you have to stop building walls and start building bridges. You have to start coming to the table. You have to start, you know, making discussions, facing each other and coming to conclusions that are good for everyone involved and not just looking at whoever else as an enemy. So um, is this peace going to happen one day? I surely hope so. I like to remain optimistic, but I have to be a little bit of a realist, too. And I don't see that happening, at least not in my lifetime. You know, I'm 60, no, 61. So I don't see that happening. Hopefully it will happen in my kid's lifetime, but I don't know. I I really don't know how to answer that. Yeah, you know, for me, I think it's kind of hard. I, I am more tending to the utopia side, you know, mm -hmm. because somebody got to give and who's going to give? Exactly. You know? exactly. I mean, let's get the gun problem. Yeah. Now you have one side and you know me, I like to see things through both perspectives right yeah. so for, on one side we have people who want guns because they think that that is going to protect them and their families mm -hmm. right yeah. and on the other side they want to eliminate guns because well we have a lot of accidents and nutters with guns you know yeah. crazy people yeah. with guns yeah. and why guns if we're going to evolve into a better society so is it right for the person who wants to defend his family or her yeah, family, yeah. you know, to yeah, I can definitely understand. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. understand that person. I can. The thing is, if we lived in a society where there were zero, you know, there was zero violence at all, mm -hmm. yeah. that would be one thing. One thing we we wouldn't need guns, you know. But the reality is, we do have a lot of people breaking in, you know, doing horrible stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, they do harm, and then somebody want to protect their kids from it, or yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah, it's self-defense. It's self-defense. Yeah, self especially yeah. because if something happens to them, something is threatening them, the police is not there promptly. It mm -hmm. takes some time for the police to get there. It's a difficult situation. So then do they have to give that up? Mm -hmm. You know, or the the other side, do they have to are they obliged to be, you know, um, living in society with so many people with guns where they do not feel that their kids are safe in schools because yeah. of guns? Yeah. You see, so who is the one who's going to give? So that is mm -hmm. why I think that unity, it's not really possible right now. Yeah. I think. I think it would be possible once we involve as human beings spiritually. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. 
Yeah, but I, I I always go back to the idea of, you know, just sitting at the table, just sitting at the table and, and saying how you feel, maybe exposing how you're feeling, you know, people listening to putting each, like you mentioned, putting yourself into other people's um, position so that they would be able to listen and understand what the whole issue is about. Maybe that would help. I don't know. I, I don't know, but... Uh, coming back to your question, I don't, I think it is utopic, at least for the time being. Yeah. And, and what does it take for people to come together? What really does it take? They have to lose fear. They have to face their vulnerability. And they have to, I don't know, I, I would just say, just put their guard down, basically, you know, but in order to do that, they have to feel that there's some security and that there's no threat. And there's the media gives you know, throwing out all types of information. There's social media, you know, TV, uh, websites. I mean, there's so much information now in this in this time. Before, we didn't have access to all of this information. Now we've got too much of it. And so yeah. people get confused. They don't know, you know, who do I believe? You've got all these conspiracy theories. Who do you believe? Who can I believe? You know, we don't have an answer for that. And so if you can't believe it, the first thing you do is you put your guard up. You're afraid. You're scared. Mm -hmm. Who knows if these stories might be true? So I understand that point. I understand that people need to defend themselves. You know, I can understand the guy that thinks he needs to have a gun in the house as well as I can understand the guy who is against it. But, yeah. you know, who's going to come and save us? I don't think Superman's around anymore. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know where he went, but we could sure use him. You know, Wonder Woman, whoever. <laughs> but somebody needs to come and save us all because hey, it's getting pretty nasty down here. <laughs> I would say Aquaman. Have you seen Jason Momoa? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't want to get distracted. We want to solve a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> we need to solve a problem. So we don't want too much distraction. <laughs> But okay, I understand. But listen, I have one. I have another question for you. ETs and UFOs. How do you feel about that? Do you believe in these extraterrestrial beings? I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, I want to believe. You know, that is the thing. I always like kind of weird stuff, like paranormal <laughs> stuff. Yeah, paranormal stuff. You know, metaphysical, spiritual. I, I love that stuff. You know, that that's really something that really excites me. But um, ETs. There was a time that I was really into ETs, trying to understand. Stand, you know the whole logic behind it is it do they really exist mm -hmm. you know it's and for me the the theory that it's only us in this vast universe mm -hmm. you know seems so so sad it's not yeah. even absurd it's sad mm -hmm. that it's only us but then people say oh but they can be other species you know other yeah. only bacterias or only whatever you yeah. know They could, but when we talk about ET, they're kind of um, talking about ETs like us, like you know, they have like humanoid type of um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that is yeah. the and traveling, you know, around here, whatever. And that is the the big thing that I wonder. A huge misconception. Huge misconception. Yeah. 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 If that could be, you know, if that could be. 
I wish it was true, but I don't <laughs> think it is. I wish it was. Even maybe though, you could be the cute one that was in the movie. You know the the the, the director's name. What's that director's name? I don't know. My my mind Spielberg? just went blank. Spielberg. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, if it's a cute one like that, that'd be okay. Oh, et come home. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah, mind having an et like that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there is this interesting, very interesting book, by the way, by. Zachariah Sitching, his theory is that we are actually genetic modification of ETs. You know, that oh, is... Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, some people will find it that really, woo, wacko, stretch, yeah. you know, yeah. like that. But it's quite a compelling reading there. You know, it was mm -hmm. really interesting mm -hmm. to read that book. I, I mean, okay. I do not know if it's true or not, but... Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 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 And the interesting thing about people talking about ETs in space and, you know, the, the space project in general, but people always talk about space like, oh, I wonder what's happening out there. And they stop. They don't realize that we are in space. I mean, Earth yeah, exactly. is a planet in space. Yeah, yeah exactly. we are. We are floating around as much as, you know, all the other planets are. And so it's interesting how we come up with these concepts. We think that we are grounded, you know, yeah, we are yeah. on, we are on firm ground and everything else is up here. And that's completely false. That's completely yeah. false. I mean, we're floating around in a, you know, in, on a little ball, not so little, but anyways, a beautiful <laughs> ball, I would say we're floating around just like all the others. And so I thought that was, that was interesting. I'm going, Hey, yeah, that, that is true. I heard, I think it was Ricky Gervais say that in an interview with Jimmy. Fallon, if I'm not mistaken, and I said, "Hey, you know, he's right." That's beautiful. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So, and what has helped you to survive this madness faced in 2020? As I said, for me, it did not affect that much because I stay at home a lot. You know, <laughs> so it wasn't really hard on me, but. As I said, in November, when it got, got a bit depressive in November for me, mm -hmm. I think it was actually going back to, you know, the usual, my meditation and reading, yeah. you know, about all the spiritual metaphysical stuff, mm -hmm. you know, these things always keep me grounded. I think they, yeah. they really help me a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah and here. also when I think that I am going overboard, you know, with anxiety or something like that, then I kind of turn off the news. Oh <laughs> because yeah. yes, I turn off yeah. the news. I give Excellent. I give myself breaks from news and from yeah. social media. I, I need you. to yeah. because you know, even social media sometimes, you know, it's with people fighting and so on and blocking yeah. each other and being angry at each other. I just want to be away from that at times. So I give myself long periods away from social media and from the news mm -hmm. and then I have a, a cleansing you know of sorts for of energy cleansing my mind cleansing of sorts and you yeah yeah how, same how thing. did you cope it was rough it was it was very very difficult um because I'm a Sagittarian Sagittarians <laughs> do not like to be cooped up We do not like to have to stay. And I love traveling. I could not travel. I mean, it was the first year of my retirement. I had big, huge plans after 30 plus years of work. I was really, really excited about 2020 because I thought this is the year where I'm going to see the world. And did that happen? Of course not. So I stayed at home and I spent, you know, maybe the first six months um, 
literally just inside the house. I live with my mom. And so we were together, you know, and, and it was it was very, very difficult because I felt like I was trapped. I was trapped, like being in an elevator that just suddenly stops. And I didn't know how to deal with that. So I thought that was very, very difficult. But it's just, it was just a, you know, I see it as a year that I want to forget. <laughs> <laughs> and what helped you to survive all of that? Oh, what helped you to Definitely cope? the, you know, Eckhart Tolle, all the readings on Eckhart Tolle. Um, I've been doing, I've been reading a lot about spirituality, as you know. Um, I've been trying to practice a little bit more meditation. It has not been easy because while my brain is telling my body to just sit and, re and relax, it's still going like, you know, a thousand, you know, miles a minute. And so it's still very difficult, but there have been good things. And I guess the watercolor, which is another thing, I'm, I'm very much into arts and crafts. And so... The watercolor, watercoloring, I should say, is something I've been wanting to do for a while. And it's something about water. It's interesting because it did cool me down. It did bring me down. So just putting on some nice music and I'm not, you know, I'm just starting. So the result isn't that great, but I'm not worried about the result. My concern was the process, was how much is it going to bring me to relax and and just chill and just breathe and, you know, with a little bit of music in the background and having a comfortable environment and maybe having a nice beverage. That worked. That worked really well. And how do you believe years from now, you will look back at 2020 What will you tell your grandchildren? <laughs> I don't know if I'll be around much, but, you know, I'm 60. So how far into the future will I go? Who knows, right? But it's like I mentioned before, I will see it as a year of uncertainty. I will definitely remember the number of deaths. You know, I, I will certainly remember the sadness, the grief the pain, but I will also remember, you know, some of the good things that have happened and how much I've grown, how much worse things could have been for me and weren't. So that means I feel privileged. I feel uh, thankful, definitely grateful. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say because I know a lot of people, um, when you look on social media, they'll say, oh, it was a terrible year and I don't ever want to see that again. And people, you know, when they have these little graphs of graphics of, you know, people pushing away 2020, um, there have been good things. You know, this is getting back to how we started this Uh, this conversation. Um, there have been some good things. And if you, you know, take a moment and you sit down and you reflect a little bit on what's happened, you know, if you put things down, maybe on a sheet of paper, you'll realize that there have been good things too. Because even the bad, like I said, even the bad will teach you something. You do grow from the bad. I have personal experience, you know I do. So the worst thing that can happen to you will definitely make you a better person. So what are your hopes for 2021? What now, 2021? Ooh, and now, I was just telling, <laughs> I was just talking to my mom over lunch about this. I don't know, honestly. I have a big question mark. I don't, you know, I'm, you know, when you're kind of scared, you want to go into 2020, but you don't know what it's going to be like. 2021, you Oh, mean. sorry, 2021, yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> that's how much, that's how much traumatized it has you traumatized are. me. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It's like maybe going on a roller coaster. 
Maybe it's going to be a nice balloon ride. Who knows? I have no idea. I, I yeah. really don't know how to answer that. Do I have many hopes? Not yet. I'm just being careful right now. I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. I can just, I can just, you know, um, repeat what some astrologers were saying, you know, and, is, oh. and there's this group of astrologers, which I like very much. And, um, and they were saying that, you know, it's going to be, like you said, a roller coaster, you know, mm. basically. Yeah, yeah. Things will, we will have pockets of, you know, good times and other pockets of Ooh, really bad times. Yeah. It seems that, um, it seems that protests, riotings, things like Ooh. that, is still going to continue for USA. Uh-uh. You know, but um, they're hopeful that um, traveling will will start again by Ooh. spring. Yeah, Yay. north north hemisphere um, spring, and mm-hmm. uh, but it won't be in every country. They were saying, you know, it, it, some countries it will be more open, other countries not so much. You know, but um, coming back to normal, normal like it was 2019, they believe not yet oh, in 2021. No, yeah. This is what they were saying. I'm just parroting here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah now my personal um view on 2021 yeah i was gonna ask you yeah i think it will be better than 2020 i i really think it's going to get better i think we we might get together i might be wrong but maybe i'm just hoping <laughs> Yeah. A lot. I don't know. Yeah, because especially I want to see you here, Lou, in Holland. Yeah, yeah and I'm dying year. to go. I'm dying to go, but I can't. Oh. <laughs> I've got people telling me I can, not because I don't want to, but that's definitely on my list. I'm planning to visit my sister who's living in China. And by the way, she's going to be our first guest on the podcast oh, very, very yeah, soon. Be More information about that real soon. And so I've got, you know, all these plans that I wanted to do last year, they're still alive. I'm still, you know, they're still on my list. I want to do China. I want to do Italy. So who knows? I mean, I've got big hopes, but I'm just a little cautious, you know, not a little. I'd say yeah. a little more than that. But are you but. are you afraid to get upset again if you put your hopes too high and then you cannot travel? Not as much. I mean, you've you felt it once. So you're better prepared <laughs> the second time. Right. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is yeah. there anything that could be worse than this pandemic? For Christ's sake. Is there anything? Po- yes, Can you imagine anything possible? A war. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah, that yeah. But I'm a not war. gonna. I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna <laughs> stay. I'm gonna stay away from that. I'm gonna stay a little bit more optimistic. Yeah, at least over here in Brazil, I'm not expecting that sort of thing. So you know, we we don't get into those things. So yeah, yeah. I think in Brazil things might be calmer. I don't know. Even though whatever happens anywhere else is definitely going to affect us, especially the economy. Mm-hmm. But let's see, right? Let's see what yeah. the future holds. Yeah. That's true. So anything else for no, I for think this that first about wraps it up for me. All right, then, guys, next week we'll have a great episode for you. So make sure you subscribe and be with us from the very beginning. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. And thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye, Lou. Bye-bye. See you soon. <laughs>